As creators, we know that follower count isn't everything, but it absolutely holds some weight, right? I've realized recently that when we're talking about someone's credibility, we often say, yeah, she has 100,000 followers to show how legitimate that person is. But here's the thing. In today's creator economy, follower count is becoming less and less important, and things like community and engagement are what the brands are really interested in. Depending on the brand's goal, engagement and community can be the make it or break it. If the brand's goal is sales or even brand awareness, they want to know that you have an audience who listens to you. That's why it's so important for creators to focus on building a community versus just a following. Okay, but what's even the difference between a following and a community? You're probably asking yourself. But also, what are the benefits of having a community versus just a following? That person with 100,000 followers that we think is so, quote, legitimate, just because of their follower count could literally have less than 1% of their audience that's actually interacting with their content. Now, would a brand be more interested in that versus a creator with maybe 10,000 followers who has a 25% engagement rate? This example just goes to show community is everything when it comes to building a successful social media business as a creator. I'm Kristen Busquet, and I've been a full-time creator for over three years and have brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence into a profitable, self-sustaining business. This week, we're here with Melissa Chanel, a fellow Charlotte creator and the founder of Kicks and Froze, a community celebrating Black women and sneaker culture. She has done wonders on her platform to create genuine communities that gather because of their similar interests. Today, we're answering all of your questions about creating a loyal community versus just a following. First of all, what's the difference? Also, what can creators do to boost their engagement and build a community? How can you slide into someone's DMs to build a relationship with them without it being weird? What does a loyal community look like from a brand's perspective? We're giving you the scoop on all things building a community as a creator. This My Biz BFFs is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 32 of Social Scoop. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so freaking excited that you're here. Guys, we have officially hit 600 creators in our Facebook community, and every single day, the content has been golden. I'm not kidding. I literally tell Andrew every day, I'm like, look how many people are asking questions and answering them. I'm so excited. So we do things like Transparency Tuesday posts where we all openly share info with our peers, like our rates, our views, things like that. And we also do live video Q&As. I mean, literally, guys, the knowledge that you'll gain from being part of this community of your peers is truly priceless. So there's so much going on. If you haven't already, get in on this community. You can join, ask your questions, listen to what's going on. All you have to do is click the link in the description and I hope to see you there. 
TikTok has started to roll out this new editing platform that's happening in app. So we touched on this a few weeks ago, but I wanted to basically just roll out kind of the features for you so that you can know exactly what's going on. So you'll want to update your TikTok app, first of all. And essentially what's happening with this whole new feature is that the in-app editing is a lot more advanced. So some things that you can do, first of all, you can have the sound start anytime during your TikTok video. So typically, uh, you know, it would start right at the beginning. You do not have to start your music right at the beginning anymore. You can start at any time throughout the video, which is very cool. Also, in individual clips or on the entire video, you can adjust the speed. So, for example, say you have five clips and you want one of them to be in slow motion or fast motion, you can adjust the speed of individual clips or apply that to the entire video. Also, one thing that I'm very excited for you can add an overlay of a video or a photo. So for example, if I were talking and I was referring to something, I could just add a photo in or a video. So I could just pop a little video in there and have it, you know, kind of small right above my head or something to refer to kind of what I'm talking about. So I think I I can definitely see myself using this a lot. You can also adjust the volume for specific clips. So for example, if you wanted your voice to be a lot louder or a lot softer in a specific clip, you can do that individually now. And lastly, this is the one I'm probably most excited about because I always want to add text to my videos, but it's like a project all the time because it's so much work to get them to start and end at the exact same time. And I feel like Even when I think it's perfect, it's not. (laughs) So you can add text where they all start and end at the exact same time. So you can basically like put your text in, then you can copy that clip of text so that it's the exact same length and it will start and end at the same point if you like it to. So I'm very, very freaking excited for this. But this new editing platform is not something that's going out to specific people. It should be rolling out to everyone. So if you don't have it yet, just keep watching your updates on your app. Also in the show notes, we did leave a link to a TikTok video where someone actually walks through how to work all of these. So if you're curious how all of this actually works in our on our website in the show notes, you'll actually see a link there that you can check out. This week, Instagram has officially released the ability to pin posts to your profile. This is, again, something that they were testing for a little while. It is officially released to everyone. So all you'll do is go to a reel or go to a post, and you'll essentially be able to hit the dot, dot, dot next to your post and hit pin to profile. So you can pin three posts. And when you pin a post similar to TikTok, it will live directly at the top of your feed where you can see all of your photos or your reels. So what I would recommend doing here, I can see this working in a few different ways. The way that I will be using it, I'm definitely going to be sharing a post that kind of outlines all of our recent podcast episodes and want to share that this week so that I can pin that to the top so people can see more consistently all of our new podcast episodes. I would also like to do kind of like a new introduction post that I can put up there as well. But also, I think it's also just a really great opportunity. If you have a post that needs a little extra love, you could pin that to the top. 
So I definitely see this working in a few different ways. When it comes to working with brands, I would actually add this on as something that is an additional service. For example, if a brand was doing a sponsored post with me, I would offer pinning to the top of my profile for two weeks, say, at a specific price. Don't ask me what those prices are yet because I have not thought that far in advance. However, I definitely can see brands being very interested in this. So Instagram releasing the ability to pin posts, update your app, and you should have it. Also, this is kind of small news, but for mental health purposes, since we are keeping the soul in social media, I felt like this was important to mention. TikTok adds new screen time breaks and usage tracking tools. We have all been sucked in to the insanity that is TikTok for way too fucking long. And how many times have you been like, holy crap, I have been on TikTok for hours. <laughs> it's happened to me. I hope it's happened to other people. Otherwise, I feel like I have a problem. But I know it's happened to other people. So you'll now be able to add screen breaks. So if you're on there for too long, you know, you can set the the duration. Okay, let me know every 30 minutes that I've been on here. It will send you a little pop-up that says, hey, just so you know, it's been 30 minutes. You should probably get off and go do something. <laughs> so if you have a problem with uh, time management because you get sucked into a TikTok hole, here you go. That's great information for you to have. <laughs> okay, guys, I need your help. I need your help. So we are in the process right now of creating an extremely affordable membership program for creators. What I do at SocialMate is I am always trying to tailor my services to what I'm hearing from you guys. I'll be honest. I'm going to be totally candid with you guys. For Own Your Influence, this program was so amazing in our first cohort, but I'm getting a lot of pushback about the price for our second cohort. I think a lot of people right now financially are struggling, so I understand that, and I want to table Own Your Influence for now just because I don't want people to feel like they have to spend hundreds of dollars right now if it's not feasible for them. So I set out to create something that is extremely affordable and offers all of the different features and you know education that people are looking for. So I right now am looking for five beta testers to help us basically work out any kinks with this membership program that I'm building. So if you're interested in getting free creator resources in exchange for essentially just some feedback on how you like the program, things that aren't going well, things that do go well in this membership, please send me a DM with the words membership trial if you're interested. So to give you kind of the inside scoop, this program we're building is a monthly membership where basically creators will be provided with exclusive podcast episodes, monthly video Q&As where you can get personalized advice, access to our collaborative brand email list that has almost 200 brands so far and their contact information that we add to extremely frequently. Also, weekly reels trending sounds, so every week you'll be able to log on, see what the sounds are for the week, and very quickly and easily get inspiration and find the sounds that you should be using in your videos on Instagram. 
And we will also be providing business and organizational templates every month, like media kits, invoice trackers, partnership organization, and so much more. So again, if you're interested in being one of our five beta testers, please send me a DM on Instagram with the words membership trial. Guys, I literally cannot wait. I just have such a good feeling about this. So I hope you really love this membership. And I really thank you guys for always being so honest with me when it comes to my services and the help that I'm providing. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode all about building a community versus just a following. All right, guys, I'm so excited today. We are going to be talking about something very, very important that I know so many creators that I speak with struggle with. And I have the perfect guest today, my friend Melissa, who is truly such an expert on this topic. So thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. So let's kind of start off by just giving everyone a little bit of an introduction on who you are and what you do. Okay, so my name is Melissa Carnegie, and I go by Melissa Chanel on the internets. And I am a content creator. I am also the founder of Kicks and Froze, which is a platform for Black and Brown women to learn about sneakers, to rock their sneakers, to get inspiration, to share stories, because I felt like a lot of stories were being shared. A lot of the women didn't look like me. So I just wanted to make sure to create a platform where we could, our voices could be heard. So That's kind of what I do. I'm also a head of community and communications for Cantu Beauty, which is a naturally curly, coily, wavy hair care brand. And we have products for different hair types and textures. So I have like 50, 11 jobs and do all of the things. (laughs) But all of this kind of started with me blogging right out of college. I graduated college in 2008, aging myself a little bit here, but I graduated (laughs) and couldn't find a job, couldn't really find a job after college. I moved to Charlotte. I was just doing different things, you know, trying to find who I was, my space, my lane. And I would get a lot of Instagram wasn't even around yet. It was was Facebook. (laughs) So I would get a lot of DMs on Facebook just asking me about like, how does this outfit look? I'm going on a date with my boyfriend. What are you using on your hair? I want to try something new. Like it was always these questions. And one of my best friends, Taranique, she was like, you should just start a blog and send people there that we can talk about these things and send people. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. What is a blog? So I started Googling, (laughs) doing my research, kicked off my blog and the rest was history. It's been 10 years now. Isn't it crazy to think about? I also, so I started my blog in 2008 as well. And I'm just like, how in this world (laughs) has it been so long? It's crazy. And how much has it changed is also so crazy to look at. Like blogging, I mean, you were an influencer before influencers were like even a thing. (laughs) Right. It's totally different now. Totally changed, especially with content and how we consume it, long form versus short form. It's oh just gosh, way yeah. different. I miss the old days sometimes for sure, but it's, oh, yeah. it's definitely a learning yeah. experience. I feel that. I feel that. So I think one thing that you do so well, and, and one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on today was you have just such a great loyal community versus just an audience or just a following, like especially with Kicks and Froze, like you have built a community for a specific woman, you know? So I think community is something that you really master. And it's funny to hear that your full-time job is also within community. So I guess that totally makes sense. Even more of a benefit to have you here. I actually didn't even know that. So 
I want to ask you first, what would you say is the difference between a following and a community? So I would say like a following is people who kind of follow you for a specific need. They know you have fly sneakers, so they want to see what sneakers you share. They're not there to really engage with you and kind of learn about more about you. A community wants to know all aspects of your life. They want to support you. They want to come to events. They want to see, um, talk to you. They want to comment on your posts, interact with you. So I feel like I grew up in a very small town where community was pretty much everything. Everybody knew everybody. The Walmart was the mall. Like you supported each other. You were there for each other. And I think that's the same when it comes to like social media or content creators, influencers. Your community are your people. They, They support you. They love you. They want to see you succeed. They want to hear about, you know, the stories you have to share. So I think that's kind of the difference when it comes to a follower is there just to get what they need, get that need from you of why they're there. I know she does sneaker shopping with Mel on Friday. I need some new sneakers. That's what I'm here for. I don't need to engage. I don't want to know about her life. I'm just getting my specific need. And a community is more about those are your people. They're there for you. They're your ride or dies. They're going to show up. They're going to see you in person and talk to you. They're going right. to just engage with you on a different level. Yeah, no, that's actually a really good point. I like thinking about it. I know the difference, but like it's interesting to think about it in the perspective of for community members versus a following like those community members care about more than just like what your niche is. Like they care about more than sneakers and fashion, you know, like you're so right. Those kind of people are like when you post stupid things of like you running around doing funny things with your husband or whatever, like that's the kind of stuff that your community is like, Oh my gosh, my husband and I do the same thing. Or, you know, like they care about more aspects than just, I guess the value proposition of your content. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So what would you say are like the benefits of having that community versus just a following for your business, for your page, for your content? Like I said, your community shows up for you in different ways. I'm able to have in-person events because I know my community is going to show up for me. They want to see me in person. They want to see, you know, how I interact with them. They want to just hang around and be around me and be in a cool environment. I hope that I give off amazing energy and good positive energy and I just like, you know, (laughs) receiving it as well. So in-person events is something that I love. I love meeting my, you know, community. So that's another thing. But I feel in-person events is always a way that I kind of interact with my community as well. And then online, like polls, having conversations, having lives, ask them questions and kind of letting them answer those questions. Those are ways like I like to interact with my community and, and I feel like I have a community more to the following. And then we also have to pay our bills, right? So when we create ads, when we create ads and we work with brands, our community are those that are going to show up, that are going to click through, that are going to purchase. So you want to build a community, especially if you want longevity in this field, because I feel like it is a whole, like now you can major in like influence in and social media, which is like mind blowing to me. But having that community (laughs) definitely helps you on another level as well. Just as you're pouring into them, you're, you know, letting them into your life when you need them, they're showing up for you as well. Yeah. It's so true. Like I, I think about the days when I was just getting started as a creator and I was building that community and like, you know, you'd get DMS from people here and there, but like as time 
went on, there were people that I started to see that like were consistently showing up again. They were kind of like caring about the stuff that I didn't think everyone was going to care about. Like again, for in-person events, they're there to see you. Like there really are kind of like your friends, you know? And I think it's interesting because like online, we don't necessarily think about our followers. Like we think about them as followers. We don't necessarily think about them as like an actual person that like you would hang out with. But those people that are part of your community really are like the people that I'll go get coffee with, like I'll hang out with, like, cause I know they care about more than just kind of like what I'm doing on the internet. Exactly. And I think it's really easy for creators to sometimes feel like, I don't know if used is the right word, but like sometimes you feel like, okay, people get the information from you and then they're out and it sucks that they don't like take the time to appreciate the work that goes in and like get to know you and things like that. So that's like one thing that I always appreciate about my community is like they're always there to like support no matter what it is. And like they really do just feel like friends that understand you. Right. And I think we also have to, as you know, creators, you know, bring them in and show them a little more so they can support us and be there for us when we need them and have like tough conversations sometimes and have them understand what we do and how important it is and how much it takes from us. Because this is a lie. We exert a lot of energy by sharing our lives online. But a few of my community members have become like really close friends of mine and I hang out with them and we go on trips together and we do things together. So you never know what can come from. I've seen a lot of, you know, my content creator friends. They tell me a lot that they met some of their best friends online. So I feel like it's back in the day we used to have pen pals. It's kind of similar to that, but we actually sometimes (laughs) get to meet them in person. That's so true. Oh my gosh. I never thought about pen pals. I totally forgot that was even a thing. But yeah, the internet kind of is like a digital pen pal. Yep, basically. And you just get to like see their actions that they're doing all day, you know, on stories and things like that. That's so funny. One thing you brought up though, that was kind of like you letting people in from your community to like understand what you do. And that's something that I've found to be very beneficial for me as a creator, like, especially when I have an ad come out or something like that. And I don't want to be like begging people like, please go like this and stuff. I hate having to do that. But like, I think educating your community to say like, hey, you know, if you guys like all of the like free, funny, like entertaining, whatever content that I'm putting out, in order for me to have the capacity to create all of that, I need to do sponsored work where I'm, you know, I can actually monetize. And so I always try and take a minute to like explain to people, hey, so like if you do go like and comment and share or whatever on this post, it actually helps me work with those brands again so that I can make money to sustain all the other things that you enjoy. So educating your audience, I think is very important and maybe something that not every creator takes enough time to do. do. Right. Educate and then like I always say, like if you have a a paid ad or a sponsor post, taking your audience behind the scenes on your stories is always, they get an inside scoop on how you brought this to life and all the work that went into bringing it to life. And it's like a newfound respect for you. Like, oh, wow, they did all of that for this one piece of content. And I love that you do that, that you're able to take them on the journey. Even when you're, you know, using your creativity and just sharing your creativity and not necessarily something paid. But it's like, look, this is what kind of goes into it. And this is what I take the time to do and how I, you know, how I create and I'm able to share this with you. I think they also are able to learn from that and see like, this is not a piece of cake. This is not just sapping a photo (laughs) and posting it. 
it just takes time and creativity to do this work. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good point with the behind the scenes stuff. Like I've always noticed because I'm speaking to other creators, my audience is made up of other creators that like they love seeing the behind the scenes. But I think even just the everyday person Mm -hmm. loves a behind the scenes preview of what it takes to do any job. Like I feel like even when I look at other random jobs out there, I'm like, oh, that's how that works. This is the most random thing ever. And I like can't even believe I'm about to say this, but I think it's hilarious, first of all, but also very relevant. I was just talking, I went and got my nails done today. I was talking to my nail tech about the weird jobs that people like have and they share on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Like I get sucked into stripper TikToks way too often because like they show how the life of a stripper works and it's so random, but I'm just like, whoa, this is fascinating. It doesn't matter what career it is. I feel like it's so interesting to see just like how other people live and how other people like make a living and and make their money. So I'm with you. (laughs) It's so like, you don't realize you're like, oh my God, that is hard work. Like you have your core, your core muscles have to be so strong to do some of this stuff. <laughs> I am with you 100%. So that's not weird at all. I understand. I'm going to be like, send me those videos when we finish this podcast because I want to see. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so crazy. But like even there, I saw one recently that was like about a girl who owned a laundromat mm-hmm. and she showed like all the stuff that goes on when you're like, running a laundromat again just it's fascinating to bring people into those aspects of your life behind the scenes of what you're creating or your business or whatever but also I think it's important to show people in order to build your community it's important to show people like the other things outside of your business like sometimes I'll I remember having a conversation on stories I guess with myself but (laughs) with people who are listening on stories and I was talking about something but I was eating pickles out of the jar while I was doing this and the amount of people that commented on the pickles oh my god I eat pickles out of the jar all the time I was like first of all why is this what you're commenting back to me but again it's one of those random things that like it was a way I connected with a lot of people like those weird moments that you share you don't know that anything's going to come out of it but like it just helps you solidify your relationship with yes like your community wants to know everything about you every part they don't want to just know what you do for work they want to know every part of you so sharing that you know is important because they are able to learn like different things and it's not just you connect with them on a different level I say so to speak right because like for me like you said I share fashion I share sneakers I share all of that. But then people are like, oh, my God, you have a bonus daughter. Me, too. And I connect with people on that way. Or, oh, my God, you do this. I had no idea. Like, I connect with them on plants. So it's so many different things you can connect with your community on if you're open to share more and not just share directly what you create all of the time. If you're able to open up and share more of your life, your community, you engage with them and connect with them on a deeper level. Yeah, 100%. That actually brings up a really good point, too. Like, what kind of advice would you give to people who are maybe, like, a little uncomfortable? Like, they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, do I share that? Like, how do you decide what of your life to share? And, like, how do you get more comfortable as a creator showing those, like, non-business things or non-niche-related things to your audience? 
I always say, I'm always telling like, you know, friends that are content creators or others to just even record, even if you're not sharing, just to record it, just to get comfortable with recording it and seeing how you like it and share one piece of content that's different than everything that you share in your stories. It doesn't, it could go away in 24 hours. Always say, test it out on your Instagram stories first or your Facebook stories or wherever your audience is. Test it out on your stories at first because in 24 hours, you don't have to worry about it. It's gone. You can (laughs) never see it again. No one will be able to talk about it again. So I always like to test things out on on my Instagram stories. And I tell my community and my friends that are creators and others that I may help to write down, write down like five things that your community has commented on that you haven't really shared, but they may have saw it in a piece of your content or in a piece of your stories. Write those down and then figure out what you're comfortable sharing in those realms. Because My husband isn't on my Instagram stories or my Instagram every day, but it's pieces of him that I may share that my community really loves. So you don't you don't have to share all of your life or, you know, you can keep certain things personal because we do share a lot. And that's hard to like not keep certain things personal. So you can keep certain things personal to you. But I would say write down like at least five things that your community has commented on that you would have thought, you know, was something you would never share yeah and share just a piece of that I did that with sneakers that was something that I loved and I was all about wow. natural hair and fashion when it came to my content and I didn't share I'm like nobody wants to know about my sneakers and one of my <laughs> friends was like yes you should share that and one wow. day I just kind of shared a pair that I had on as like a little kick cam of what I was wearing and it So many people started asking me questions. How do I style them? How do I wear them? What size do I get? How do I know what sneakers to choose from? What's a good first pair? Mm -hmm. So I had no idea that my community even wanted to know about that. And being that I was, you know, open, I wrote it down. I was like, maybe I'll just share like a kick cam. I'm not going to go in with sharing my full collection. Like, look what I got. Let's just go in with sharing something very simple and see how they react to it. So I'm very, I have journals everywhere, all over the place. I'm very much a person, pen and paper type of person. So I write ideas down, I write things down. And even if it's something totally different than what I do, I'll write it down if you're funny. I love that. If it's funny and it's something that, you know, you don't share, maybe a joke a day or something that can engage with your audience. Wake up in the morning, tell them a joke, make them laugh first thing when they wake up and see how they react to that. So kind of you have to be you have to be open minded as a content creator, I think, and not close yourself into a box of just creating this one thing. Yeah, that's like when everyone is like, oh, I need to niche down. I need to niche down. And then they think once they pick their content pillars that they're going to share that they can't share anything else ever. Like it can never be that restricting because like we're all humans. I have a 5,000 different things that I love to do and love to talk about. So like I think, again, stories is the perfect place for those things that you want to like maybe people will be mm-hmm. interested in it and see what happens. Learn. Thing, I use my stories yeah. as my test and learn area I love that. just to see what, you know, what people are into or what they're liking. Right. Yeah. And it's crazy that like sneakers being such a huge part right. of what you do today <laughs> was something that you were like, hmm, let me just see how it works. Yeah. That's like, again, that's a great example of just like, you have to put it out there, see what happens. And then see how people take it if it's good then awesome if it's bad then like you said it's there for 24 hours and you never have to worry you never have to talk about it ever again exactly (laughs) cross it off your list and move on to the next thing 
Yeah. One thing that I will say too, that I have done in the past in order to get more comfortable on camera, Mm -hmm. especially like on stories or like sharing more is I will record something on stories and I did like a maybe month period of time where I said anything I record first try of recording it, I have to post that. Like Mm -hmm. instead of recording it 45 times and being like, oh, I stuttered over my words or like, oh man, my hair is out of place. Whatever it is. Like, I think if you can just say like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like you're a human. People will relate to it more. I think if it's not perfect, just throw it out there. And again, like if you look dumb and a hair is out of place or you stumble over your words, it's there for 24 hours. That's great. But also like you're a human and you stumble over your words and your hair is not always perfect. So again, I feel like it almost is this another kind of like level of relatability, but it also takes a lot of pressure off of you as a creator too. Right. Being authentically yourself is what your community and your audience is there for. So that hair out of place makes you more authentic. That no makeup makes you more authentic. You stumbling over your words or you know, doing something crazy, that may, that's you. So they want to see you. Exactly. They want to see you be your authentic self. So I always tell, you know, even my community and those who reach out to me for one-on-one sessions or just to chat, like, be your authentic self. That's what they're there for. Don't try to change exactly. it up. Don't try to be like anyone else because it's only one you and they are coming for you, for what you do. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, you're the secret sauce. Right. For sure. So for creators who are listening that maybe they have a decent amount of followers, but their audience isn't necessarily like engaged in their content, like maybe they have more of those like people who come for the value and then they leave. They're not really interacting or taking the time to get to know you or anything. What are some things that those people can do in order to get their audience more engaged and like more part of that community? I always say ask questions. That's something that I love to learn from other women, other men from my community. So I'm always asking questions. And I feel like that's the easiest way to interact because they see a question, they're going to want to answer it. You ask them something, they're going to want to answer it. You ask their opinion, like, okay, y'all, I have this outfit and this outfit. Which one should I choose? They're ready. I have this sneaker and this sneaker. Which one should I choose? Like, ask them questions that are going to keep them engaged with you. You know, you might not need a question every day, but at least once or twice a week, if you're seeing that you're, you know, you're giving all this information to your audience, you're sharing your experiences with them, you're sharing your purchases with them, you're sharing how you create content. But ask for their opinions. I mean... You already may have the decision in your head or you already know what you're going to wear and what you're going to do. But ask, you know, it's ask for their opinion, ask for their feedback. I think that's a great way to start if you feel like your community really isn't engaging with you and change up your content. Maybe it's time to look at your content, look back at your pillars, figure out, you know, see what your audience is responding to most and just kind of go that route and that interact with them in that way. But also, number one, hands down, is ask questions, create polls, create engagement, get on, jump on live. You don't even have to have a topic of anything to talk about. Just get on there, see who jumps on, ask them different questions, see what they want to ask you and just be a little more engaging with them in that way. Yeah, I think that's a really great point because so many creators, I think, get a following or you know, like maybe they're starting to grow their audience and their community, but they just expect that everything is going to just come to them. But 
sometimes you're right. You do have to be the initiator mm-hmm. by saying like, come on, get involved. Like, come on over here. We're, we're answering questions. You know, we're hanging out on live, whatever it is. But I think a lot of the times you have to be the one to take the initiative yes. to say, come and join this community. Because sometimes people, maybe they don't feel comfortable sending you a DM. They think you're an influencer and they're like, oh, she's not going to have time to answer me right. or whatever the case is. Like, I'm not going to bother her. It might be weird. And a lot of people are nervous too, or maybe they don't know what they're missing mm-hmm. by being part of that community. So I think you have to definitely be the initiator in a lot of situations and One thing I will say, too, with like asking questions, like, for example, with the poll, that's a really great way. People only have to click one button Mm -hmm. and it's fun for them, like it's interactive. So instead of just letting them answer the poll and then that's the end of it, like if they answer yes and you want to hear more about it, send them a DM. You can see who answers these polls. Send them a DM and say, oh, my gosh, yeah, I saw you answered yes on that poll. Like, so do you like this? Or I was actually thinking about this option. What do you think? Yes. Whatever it is, like get them, be the initiator and get them involved. Bring them into your community. It's like you're bringing your friend to a party. Come on. (laughs) Right. And interact with them. I was going to say even responding to them when they comment on your post or your content. Yes. Ask them a question. Right. You know, say thank you. Respond to them or, oh, my God, I love when you wore these sneakers. Don't you have these? Or, you know, ask them questions. Engage as well. DMs too slide in the DMs like, hey, girl, I saw that you commented on my post or you like this or reshared it. Thank you so much. I appreciate your support. Make sure that, you know, you connect with me or if you're ever in Charlotte, hit me up. Like always, you know, try to be interactive with them. So not just asking questions, but also responding to them after they've commented on your post or made a comment on your poll or answered a question that you've asked them. So I think sometimes... As content creators, we get busy. We're so worried about sharing and not worrying about like connecting yep. on a deeper level with our community. And that's like responding to those questions, yep. creating a newsletter so you can connect with your audience in a different, deeper way. But it's definitely ways to, you know, make sure you're connecting with them and make sure they're coming to you. But you also have to go to them. Exactly. And logistically, too, like if you think about in the last maybe six months, Instagram added that message button right next to people's comments. So like that's almost like Instagram being like, go on, message them like they're telling us. So I do that a lot. Like if someone, you know, responds to my post or like leaves a comment on one of my posts and I respond, thank you or whatever it is, like instead of just leaving it there, especially if it's someone I've never talked to before, maybe I haven't seen around in a while, like I'll hit that message button. When you message the person, it will show you, oh, Kristen is sending you a DM like in response to the comment you left or however it words it. But, you know, like you're able to like start an even deeper conversation. And when you have conversations with people in the DM, so much happens like you know, you obviously create kind of like a safe space for them to say, okay, like she has DM conversations. Cool. So I guess I can DM her when I need to. Like, that's awesome. You start to build that relationship. But also again, logistically, like when you connect with people more in the DMs one-on-one, that signals to Instagram, oh, okay, like they must know each other. They must be friends. They care about each other. So you're going to show up higher on their I'm going to show more. Exactly. So like logistically, but also with the connection you're having with the person, like it just is so beneficial on so many levels. I think DM connection with people over everything is most important. Yes. And it show, it sure. just shows you're human and you're, you know, you're there. Yes. You're not just this robot that's creating this content and you 
post it and, and you move on. Um, you're human and exactly. you're someone and, and lets them get a sense of more of your personality. Because, you know, social yeah. media shows but so much of you and who you are. People like to feed off energy. Right. And, and I feel like, you know, going deeper, showing them that you care even more just creates a tighter knit bond for your community as well. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. So another question for you. So like a lot of the times what I'll do is I'm going through and I'm again, being kind of this initiator where maybe I find someone, come across someone's profile who I'm like, Ooh, they would really like my content. Like based on what they share, I think we have a lot of similarities. First of all, my question is like those people that you think would like your content and you want to connect with, is it an automatic follow for you or not? Also, in terms of like cold DMing people, I get this question a lot from people like, oh, is it going to be weird? Like, how do you do that in a way that's not awkward, I guess? So me, it's automatic follow. I love follow. I love finding new people to yeah. interact with and to follow and support, especially if I feel like we have something in common. And as like creators, we're like at home with ourselves most of the time. You want other people you can feed <laughs> off of, other energy, yes. like-minded people. So if I find someone I feel like is cool and they would love my community, I would love theirs, I'd go ahead and follow immediately, right then. And the second question, I do cold DMs, but I always like attach a photo or attach something to it. So if I okay. like something they shared or they posted, I shared that with it, like, you know, hey, oh my gosh, I loved when you shared this. I love your experience and how you, you know, you shared it. And then right. I'll go into like my question or I'll be in the area. Do you want to grab some coffee? You know, some whatever the question yeah. is, I want to ask them. But I always try to start it off with, you know, something that sparked interest, like whether it's their caption right. or something they said, or we can talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta or something like that that I saw in their stories. But I always connected yeah. to something I see versus like, Hey, hey girl, or hey, Hi. what are you doing? Like, <laughs> instead of being weird and what's awkward, up? yeah, like, what's up? I yeah. know this is weird. We've never talked before, but I always connect it to something they right. share because that'll make for easy conversation for them. Exactly. Because you never know. As creators, we can be introverts. You can be, you know, more outgoing. And you never want to, like, just bombard someone like, hey, because I know I can be a little, like, Sometimes a little, lot, <laughs> a little too much. Um, so I always try to connect. Some, yeah, it. everyone's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, no, that's a really great point. I agree with that. Like I use stories as kind of that mm -hmm. connection point a lot. Because again, like if someone's posting on stories, it's there for everyone to see. Like it's a great way to what can you relate on? Like connect with them there. I use stories a lot or sometimes I'll straight up tell people like if I find them on the, the discover page mm -hmm. or something, Hey, like I actually, I just stumbled across your page on the discover page. Love what you're doing. Keep it up. Yep. Bye. Like that, that's literally, it. it doesn't have to be like a sales pitch, right, right. you know? Like I think that's what a lot of people think when they're like looking to connect with new people is like they have to send their media right, kit, basically, no. you know, it's like, <laughs> It just has to be like, what would you do if you saw someone in the grocery store that like you liked their outfit and you were like, I want to hang out with them. Like, what would you say mm -hmm. to them? Hey, I like your outfit. Like, you seem right. Cool. Like, hey, you fly. Like, What's up? How are you? <laughs> like, yeah, just exactly. be, be organic. But like you said, I like that yes. with the stories, like, you know, responding to them yeah. there, using that as like a conversation starter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I want to also get into some kind of like actionable tips. I always love to give people tips on this podcast that they can like get off and go try. So I want to get your top tip for boosting community involvement 
in a few different places of like where people would be posting. So like, let's first talk about feed posts. So when you're posting a feed post, what's something you can do in order to get more people involved? Yes. So when you're posting in your feed, like I mentioned, I always try to ask a question or tell a story. You know, your community loves when you have some sort of story, they connect with the imagery that you're sharing. So sharing some sort of story to connect with them. Also using questions, using questions, asking them a question, asking them to get feedback on something. Those are ways I would say you can start out as far as like connecting yeah. with your community right off. And that's something that we do like at my full-time job as well. We make sure we're connected with our community by, you know, asking them a question, seeing what they want, asking what they want and what they need, what they want to see. Right. And those are always great ways to kind of just interact with them and get them involved yeah. in what you're doing. Especially if you're a service provider too, yes. or you have a product or an offer or whatever it is, like getting the interactions from people, getting their opinions from them is like literally the most important thing you could possibly have. So I love that. Yes, even with Kicks with Froze as well, like with merch, I want to know like what people want. I don't want to just put out what I want. So I always love just asking them questions or just seeing what, you know, what they wanted they're interested in. And then when they see we put it out, it's like, oh my God, they listen. Like they listen to their community. They love, you know, hearing from their community and they actually put it into action. Yeah, they get to be part of that process, mm-hmm. 100%. So, okay, yeah, how about on stories? What's something that people can do on stories to boost that involvement? Boost community involvement, of course, you can do your ask questions on stories. You can show more yeah. of your personal life on stories. I feel like that always gets your community involved to ask more questions or like, oh, girl, you drink coffee in the morning? What's, what kind of coffee do you drink? Or, Literally, you know, oh, yeah. you go here for yoga? What studio do you go to? Or what yeah. do you do hot yoga? What kind of yoga do you do? So I feel like showing that, you know, just some more behind the scenes of your life. I think that kind of gets your community involved. Polls, of course. Polls, question boxes. I love polls. And like like you said, the polls are easy. You can tap, 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 or you can go and ask them why they thought this versus this. And with a question box, I like to just get other people's opinions and thoughts and just what they, their thought process behind a question I may ask. So I always feel like those are great ways to just interact with my community and pull them in. Also collaborating with other creators, doing lives with other creators, doing story um, stories with other creators is something I also feel is a great way to kind of interact with your community and bring in a new community because you have your friend as a content creator as well that you're able to sit on live with or when you're at lunch with them, you know, you can share what y'all are doing or the conversations y'all are having and your community can interact. Yeah, I do love that. I actually, the other day, one thing that I'll do from time to time that actually gets a lot of interaction and like gets people talking a lot is on stories, I'll do like maybe five to eight slides of like a get to know me quiz. So I'll do a question with like, answers and one of them is like you know the right answer one of them is the wrong answer and people have to like vote but it's so funny because so many times I'll throw in some tricky stuff in there so that people will be like oh man like I thought it was this one it was that one or oh my gosh that's so crazy that your first job was here like mine was here and again it's just like kind of one of those little ways to connect with people but again it's so fun because mm-hmm. you just have to like tap all the buttons right. and stuff like people are very rarely gonna tap by a slide 
when they could tap the button right. and then tap the screen. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about like a poll or what, but we just love tapping the buttons yes. and tapping through. I love like when my like content creator friends or those who I follow do like the Met Gala recaps and I can tap through oh, what same. I like. I'm like, oh yeah, yep. no, no, they missed it. Yep, they got it. I just yes. love a good poll. So I'm always yeah. rooting for those or sharing those in my story. So, but I like, yeah. I like what you've done as well with the quizzes in your stories those are so fun and it also lets your audience get to know you in a different way exactly like it's checking all the boxes Mm -hmm. so okay I also wanted to ask the same question about reels obviously like I know reels are really similar to feed posts but with a video that you're sharing onto your feed you can do some other cool things there I think to help boost that community engagement so do you have any tips specific to reels I would. So Reels, I feel like Reels is something that I'm still learning. I feel like all of mm-hmm. us are still learning because then TikTok oh, yeah. came along and then they change it and then it's this and that and all these crazy things. Can't keep up. Um, so <laughs> I do I, all of the challenges. I feel like some of the challenges can let yeah. your community know about you. So like doing some of those or adding some of those challenges into your content, not only would that help increase visibility for your reels, but also helps your community get to know you a little bit more. And that's when I was talking about like the outfits. I have a wedding coming up. I think I'm going to do a reel on the dresses I should wear to this wedding. And then my community can pick on what dress they think I should wear. And that's a way of, you know, me sharing an awesome piece of content, fashion content, but then also lets my community get involved. And then they'll be excited to see another reel when I share the outfit that I wear. Exactly. So it's always trying to get them involved on what you're doing, whether that's, you know, outfits, whether that is educating them on something, whether that is sharing with a lot of these, um, like I said, the trending sounds and trending kind of style of reels that are happening right now. If that's something that you're into and something that you do, I would say kind of hop on that. And that's a way to kind of share who you are a little bit more and get your community more involved with you. Um, But I also like to say with reels, don't feel like you have to do you know, you have to be funny or you have to do these reels where you do the voiceovers or you have to dance. You can connect with your audience authentically within reels. You just have to find out what it is that you love to do. Like that's a part of your niche or what you're talking about and how you can feed it and translate that into video content. Because I think as content creators, we kind of beat ourselves up a little bit when it comes to reels or think, oh, yeah, oh, I have to do this dance challenge and you don't dance. Sis, you do not have to dance. Like, that is not <laughs> you. But you can use the sound in a different way. Maybe share exactly. outfit, maybe share some sneakers, maybe go shopping and share that experience right. and get your community to comment on that. You know, it's so many different or education pieces of ways right. of educating with that same sound. But I I think we sometimes this is different for us and something new like this platform started as a photo platform. So bring it in a new concept. We think we just have to jump on it and do exactly what, you know, everyone else is doing. But you can find a way to stay authentic and be authentic for your community when it comes to reels. Yeah, I love that. Reels definitely are a learning curve. I think even (laughs) it feels like not a long time that they've been around, but it's been almost two years at this point. So it's wild to think that we're still trying to figure them out. But like, again, I feel like it's 
there's so much that's evolving. Even Instagram is still trying right. to figure it out. So, you know, we're not alone here. One thing I will also say about Reels as well to kind of get people involved. I haven't personally had the opportunity where I felt like this was something I could do, but I see a lot of other people do it. Now there's the option to reply to a question with a reel. So like if you post a reel and again, like you could totally do this with the wedding thing. So like you share the, oh, should I do this one or this one? Someone comments and says, oh my gosh, do this one. You could reply to that with a new video that is you showing off the final look or whatever it is or answering a question that someone had. Oh, where did you get this? Or where is your favorite places to buy dresses? You reply to that answer that question, build the relationship, and then you have another piece of content as well. So I think it's really smart. I haven't played around with it a lot, but I would like to more. Yes, me too. I haven't played around with it. I've seen it a lot on TikTok. Yeah. So, but it is on my list to like try out. So I'm excited. Yeah, exactly. So last question I have for you, I wanted to talk a little bit about community and monetizing when working with brands and things like that. So obviously, you know, like as a brand, it makes a lot more sense to pay someone who has a community versus a following. So I guess my first question is like, why do you think that is? And then like, how can a creator basically like use that to make themselves more appealing with the community? Yes, I feel that's very important. I feel like you can have 10 million followers and one, you can have people not purchase one single thing from you. But if you have a community that is involved and that supports you and that shows up, they know that you, if you try a product or if you're showing or promoting something that you stand behind it and you use it, you show it in your everyday life, you use it. And not only in the ad that you're creating, but also in your day to day and you show your community that I think a lot more brands are looking for that versus the person with 10 million followers. They're looking for the person with the best engagement. Like the people who are engaging and responding and commenting, those are the people that are going to purchase. They have the purchasing power. I always say it's not about like how many followers you have. The smaller influencers, those are it because their community loves and hang on to every single word they say and they are going to purchase. If this woman or this man tells them, you know, I'm supporting, this is what I'm sharing. They're like, oh, I know they use this and I'm going to go and try it out and support and purchase as well. So I think your community is way more important than your followers. And I focus on my community over my follower account. Right. And I think too, like, I mean, that's something that we've seen the shift in like the last year of, again, like engagement rate holding more weight to a brand Mm -hmm. than follower number does. But I think when you spend the time focusing on the community, I think that your audience ends up organically just building Mm -hmm. up as well. So like, instead of just focusing on like, I need more followers, I need more followers, how do I get more followers? You focus on the community and then people have such a good experience in your community that they tell their friends, Mm -hmm. they share your posts, they're commenting on everything, boosting your reach. Like, I mean, all of those things are going to help you grow followers at the end of the day. But like, I think you have to look at it from that perspective of nurturing the community that you already have. Then things will organically grow from there. Yeah, I always say show up for your community and the followers will come every time, even with, you know, full time work, show up for your community and your customers will come. Because then someone is going to tell someone, they're going to tell someone else, and they're going to tell their whole family and the cousins and all that. And you'll be good. You'll have the followers you want, and you'll get those sales you want because you showed up 
for your community in the right way and supported your community in the right way. Right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, this was so awesome. This was very, very helpful. Like, I know that so many people have almost like this skewed view of, again, like followers versus community, or they're like, why does my engagement suck? But I think like, people like overthink it almost like it literally is just making friends. Mm -hmm. Like it's that I know making friends can be difficult, but it's that easy at the end of the day. There's doesn't even really need to be that much strategy behind Mm -hmm. it. Like you just have to take the time to build relationships with people. And then once they see that you're willing to put the time in for them, they're going to put the time in for you. It's like any other relationship in life. But I think creators overthink it so much and like make it way more complicated than it needs to be so this conversation I think definitely will help people understand like what you need to do in order to actually build that community so thank you so much for being here thank you for having me I know I felt like this was such a great conversation and I I agree we don't talk a lot about community versus following so I was so excited to have this conversation with you and sit and chat and learn more about you as well so it's been fun yes amazing thank you so much yes thank you talk to you soon Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope that you loved every minute. If you learned something new, drop us a review and let us know what you learned. If you hear something in this episode that you want to chat about more, definitely send me a message on Instagram at yoursocialmate or kboosk. See you next week.